Welcome to the Spiritual Life Pals Podcast, where we take the spiritual approach to getting the most out of life, being real, and learning along the way. Join us on our journey so we can be each other's Spiritual Life Pals. Welcome, everyone, all of our Spiritual Life Pals. We are here for episode three. Is this number three? You know, I don't want to keep track of episodes. I want these to be evergreen anyways, so people can oh. hop into these episodes whenever they want to. It, 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 yeah, but I still, I mean, when I put them out there, I got to know if it's not number three or not, because I got to put it into the our hosting platform. Um, it's funny, because I made, so we do the spiritual um, Life Pals morning walk talks. If you haven't listened to those, I think those are probably our best material. Just going out, taking a, taking a walk in the morning and talking, just having fun. Uh, but I I have those set to season two when I input them into the, the hosting platform. So it looks like all of our walk talks are coming up like prioritized after or before, I guess, these ones. As if the the walk talks are like the newest information. When in reality, they're coming out simultaneously. I just have it set to season two, so they're organized nicely and it looks uh-huh. good when we go on. But anyways, George, uh, you're here. That's fantastic. Brian, I'm here. That's also fantastic. Uh, just wanted to say hi to everybody. And today we have a very interesting topic. It's going to be a, a shorter conversation, I think, because neither of us are master healers or uh rope reiki professionals um but we both have experience but we both have experience experienced that's correct we both have experience or experienced healing and that's what we're going to talk about here and and like we want to be I mean, pretty candid when it comes to our conversations and and as i just said we're not professional healers we don't um we don't do healing intentionally on a daily basis we just want to talk about healing like what the heck do you think it is what do i think it is uh what does it come from what what causes um dis-ease in the body you know just simple things like that and i'm curious do you believe in uh what do they call that uh healing but like abruptly um Spontaneous healing. Spontaneous healing. It came eventually. I got there. Yes. Do I believe in it? I do. Absolutely. I believe that you could have pretty much any affliction. Ooh, and, yeah, that's awesome. And and doesn't matter what you have today, people go into spontaneous remission. Like. I don't want to say it happens all the time, but it happens enough where it's not just a miracle where it only happens once in a, you know, forever. Right. It happens and it can happen, but I can tell you that there, there are, I think there are, um, there's environments that people put themselves within that, that where it happens. I, I think that it doesn't, it doesn't just happen by chance though. I think if you have a spontaneous healing, a lot of people work really hard, like in belief and sometimes it's prayer, whatever it might be. Um, you know, uh, Dr. Robert Schuler says, you know, when you pray, believe in what you're praying. And so you can't just pray that I get better. If you don't believe it, that's not going to help you. But people, right. some people have had spontaneous healings 
just had complete faith that they would that they could that their body could heal itself yeah i think that's a big part of it i think that believing in the healing believing in the person that is across from you doing the healing quote unquote doing the healing um i don't necessarily believe that the healing comes from that person i believe that they can basically make themselves like a tuning fork and whatever their vibration level is is whether or not you'll heal from it but you have to be a in a position where you are asking for the healing not just saying like okay heal me you know you have to be willing to to make a change you have to be willing to be different and i think a lot of your your afflictions your dis your disease your diseases come from um maybe past thoughts or or memories that you relive constantly and, and you know how you have like a negative memory in it um, it might send your, your body into stress or or whatever it may be it might make you angry and if every time you keep remembering that moment in time your body is actually reliving the moment as if it's going through it again and so you, not being present i think this is big uh something that I focus on a lot is not necessarily thinking about the past. You know, you obviously have, you've learned things from the past. You've gained knowledge that way, but you don't have to live it over again. You can live right now. And that's how you go forth without bringing up things that afflicted you in the past. So it's interesting. Like when you mentioned spontaneous remission, I was thinking like a person who heals himself. Or the body heals himself, right? Yeah. And then you, you talked about like somebody actually assisting you in the healing process. Um, I have, especially read enough, um, where whether it's data healing, um, the healing codes, uh, or, or some, several of the healing books they have where people who are healers, it, it could even be, we talked about Dr. Joe Dispenza. You know, people who actually help facilitate healing is your phone on or something yeah, yeah it is and um <laughs> it's not that long after work so people are still hitting me up for things oh okay i was just curious um, it keeps going off yeah so i uh it's I'm, got I'm a nice tune to it though Doo -doo 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 -doo. you know i do my best to make it sound good um, but, but I, you know, I think there's enough, uh, there's enough material out there for people who do that, that they actually kind of confirm what you're saying Yeah. that what, what they're doing is they're going in and they're, they're releasing energies that have blocked within your body that have blocked, you know, the energy is blocked within your body from some past, whether it's a past trauma, whether it's a past, just a past belief, yeah. a limiting belief. Yeah. I was going to say, I know I've, I've done a, a lot of research into theta healing i i, I bought all of uh viana stiebel's books um covering that topic and she taught like almost all of her stuff is about healing beliefs if you can heal the belief that possibly caused the moment in time where you fractured yourself from um source or whatever it may be like you you created the illusion that you're separate and then that creates the disease in your body um Fixing the belief that caused that is what she's all about. That's what theta healing is. It's bringing you to a place where you can you can accept, maybe move on, accept and forgive yourself, the person, the event, whatever it was, and that's how you heal. It doesn't necessarily mean that she's coming in like Jesus did and touching you and all of a sudden you're healed. 
Well, that's a, that's important though because people have to understand that it's faith kind of in the healer that helps with the healer will always tell you, well, they should always tell you at least that they're not the ones doing the healing. Right. And if they don't tell you that, if they say, yes, I am the healer, it's me that's actually doing this healing for you. Then I'd be weary of that person actually. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, if that person has success in healing, then that's very interesting to me that they can believe that they're the healer and then still have success healing. But I know that all of my success that I've had with healing um, different ailments on myself, others, um, even I, I know I did some work on like you remotely and we, we live 1500 miles away or whatever it may be. Um, but every time I approach a healing, I have no interest in being like, now that I've healed you, worship me. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you are healed. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, um, no, but the no, same, same thing, you know, like I, in, in, in learning about healing and hands-on healing and Reiki healing and different types of healing, um, I, I believe that as I'm doing it, I think the more, I don't want to say disinterested, I think the less attachment you have to that person, first of all, really helps. Yeah. Um, and and then, then I think the less attachment you actually have to the illness helps, whether you're doing yourself or somebody else. I think all of that helps because if you're, if you're too attached to it, you still have that emotion of, especially if it's like your, your spouse, you know, you, if you saw your spouse suffering, you don't want her to suffer. And I think it's hard to get into the right frame of mind to create the space for the healing because you're too focused on possibly the suffering of the loved one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you you don't want to become attached to the outcome of the healing either, which is yeah. another reason why I think it's very difficult to heal a loved one from something significant. I can heal headaches all day. You have a headache, come to me. I'll heal your headache. But if you have something significant, if my wife were to come to me and say, like, I have, I, I don't know, something really painful on me, I have a very hard time separating myself from the outcome because I want her to heal so bad. You know, I, it's very hard to separate your yeah. ego, your egoic wants and needs. And a lot of times it's like, well, if you're suffering, maybe it's something that you have to work through. But you can't tell them that in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, you want them to heal right now because you love them. And you don't want them to be in pain anymore. So to be able to separate yourself from the outcome is huge. And to not get your emotions, like you said, like we, we believe that energy is or emotions are energy in motion. So your emotions are actually like a catalyst for the healing. You have to be able to put yourself in the state of love, acceptance, um, all of like all of those positive emotions, raise your vibration to be able to put your hands on somebody and you're not doing the healing, but the vibration is the energy is doing the healing, which is how I like to think of it. The source is doing the healing, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um, I don't have control over that energy. I have zero control over that energy. All I can do is try to elevate um, what's emanating from me. And when you have those conflicted, uh, the fear of what if it doesn't work? You know, if, you, if you're well, trying to heal somebody and you're like, what if it doesn't work? Then you're not going to heal. Exactly. So my, 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 my wife doesn't necessarily have all the same beliefs that I have about healing and your body healing itself and the faith uh, of, of, you know, of being the healer, of, of, of the healing itself. So, you know, it almost, it almost puts you a little pressure. So let's just say yes, headaches, back pain, you know, little pains like that. Okay, you can heal those. But if it's life-threatening, right, and, and you're just not getting the buy-in from your spouse, you almost feel like, oh, my God, I have to heal her. Now you're starting to bring this to yourself, and it makes yeah. it 
impossible for you to do that healing at that point. That's yeah, what makes it difficult to do. That's, you almost have to go, even if you're a fantastic healer yourself, you almost have to get somebody else yeah. to do it because it's, you're just not going to get the buy-in from the person, from, from your spouse, if right. they don't have that belief. And then the stress of, of you having feeling like you have to do it is yeah. it makes yeah. it ego, an egoic, uh, ego-central thing, the healing. You're thinking, I need to heal you. And when you start thinking, I need to heal you, the healing won't happen because it's not you doing the healing in the first place. You have to get that frame of mind where it's the healing is allowed to take, you're allowing the healing to take place. That's it. I wonder if there's like a healer out there somewhere that could, could say this to us where like, I heal all these people. I've healed thousands of people, but I couldn't heal the one person I loved. And they, yeah. they never really got that correlation that the reason they couldn't was because they loved that person. So the answer is to love nobody, and then you don't care about anything, and then you can heal everybody. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> just or just be the source of love and create yeah, that space. Really that's all you can do. You're right. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, that's fantastic. You have to not be attached to the healing. You have to whatever. Put yourself in an elevated emotional state. So like, how do you guys heal? How? What do you do? And to be honest, there's a lot of methods and there's a lot of books out there. And my personal go-to is always, and I have to think always will be hands-on healing. I've tried theta healing. I've had success. It's just for me, theta healing is, um, it's very difficult unless I'm right in front of the person, uh, to be able to bring myself to the elevated state, to put my hand on them, to try to I think that what happens is when I put my hand on somebody, it it convinces me more that it's working. And that's important for the healer to believe that something's happening. It's as, just as important for the person being, uh, it's not just as important. The most important thing is for the person being healed to believe that something's happening. Because a lot of people would say that um, healings are, uh, what do they call it? Basically the placebo effect. You know, if you think you're healed, if you think you went to the best healer around and that they can heal your disease, then maybe they just might heal your, your ailment because you thought they did. And the thing is, is that the same thing happens, um, the other way around though, the nocebo effect, where if you think that you're, you, there's no way you're going to be healed. Then if you go to the best healer in the world and they pretend like they don't know anything about healing, then you're probably not going to be healed because you don't believe it. So, like I said, my go-to is hands-on healing. I, I've always, I just find it fascinating, you know, putting, uh, I've done a lot of work with my hands uh, to, to practice. you have anything you want to say first? I want to kind of go over, like, what I do. Yeah, let's, let's kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll do the book review. We always like to review a book sometimes when we're doing this, and hands-on healing is a great one to start. That, that's actually written by William Bengston. And quite frankly, I, I got that book, and... You wouldn't think of this initially, you know, like, like a, a healing book. You wouldn't think of being entertaining, but especially the beginning of the book where he's talking about how he got to the point where he could start doing his own healings yeah. and, and the stories about the mice and everything. Yeah. It is, it is really entertaining. It's a fantastic book. It makes you laugh out loud in the beginning when he's talking about, especially when he's talking about the guy he met who just yeah. did this stuff naturally. He didn't know he was a healer, this one guy. And, yeah. and, and, he would had a hundred percent healing rate when he, when people came to him and he started talking about all the different things he could heal and things like that. Um, but then when he actually finally got 
you know, the, the mice for these experiments he was going to do with this guy to kind of show, because this guy was more, this guy was a scientist. Yeah, actually. So he had to have a system for everything. And all of a sudden, right when he got the mice and then the experiments and he put all these things in play for the college, the guy who was the healer was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this and backed right. out on him. So he had to do it himself. And so he teaches that process of, of what he did to actually affect healing within the mice and people. And, and I think anybody can do it. Oh, yeah, I, I really believe anybody can do it. And, and truthfully, when Ryan says it's his go-to method, um, there was so much, there was, the book was so well written that it was, it was almost hard to deny that all these things are possible anyways. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the reason why I love that book. And I actually love the process also, because if you just follow his process and, and you actually try this on a few people, you'll find that you will most likely, unless you don't believe it yourself. Right. And he goes through all different kinds of scenarios about hundreds of students that they did tests with. And how some got results and some didn't and why some did and why some didn't and but i believe if you believe and you can create that space and you you detach yourself really from the outcome and you i think i think with this method anybody could affect the healing i think my favorite thing about that book was he goes in and he basically starts right off with like i don't even know that i believe in god i don't even know that i believe in anything extra i just know that this works and this is the method that I do. And then one of the first things he says is, I'm not doing the healing. I'm telling you right now, he's like, he's like, I do not know how to heal, how to cure a tumor. So how can I possibly do the healing? I put my hands on them. I, I flip through a bunch of image, positive images in my head. I take my hands off. Uh, I do that however many times, however many days. I go back. The tumors are gone. Like. That was the most fascinating part to me about it was like, this guy doesn't even believe necessarily in anything. He just knows that he has, without even maybe knowing that what he's doing is raising, what I would say what he's doing is raising his vibration by flipping mm -hmm. through the positive pictures. That's what he teaches, like basically go through, think of a bunch of positive stuff. I don't know that he knows what I believe is just he's elevating his energy field. That's it. Yeah. And then by putting your hands on someone, um, if you don't believe that you have vortexes in your hand, maybe I feel the vortexes because I believe that I feel that because uh, I believe that I have vortexes in my hand. But after doing enough work with my hands, as soon as I say something about my hands, man, they turn on like I can feel them right now. But if um, so to get into like what I do is a lot of the times I just kind of put my hands. If you're watching on uh, Spotify or YouTube, um, I put my hands about an inch apart and then I just let the it's almost like a magnetic feeling between my hands. And a lot of times my hands warm up significantly. And then um, you can kind of like pack a, a snowball with it and you can feel like the, the resistance between your hands. Um, if, if you're someone who's a visual learner, what I had to do, I think before I could even ever uh, have success with healing was I had to be able to, for some reason, I just felt like I, had, I should be able to see the energy, like, you know, like auric fields and stuff like that. I wanted to be able to see the energy. I was like, I know it's there because I can feel it, but I, I like to learn visually. So if I could see it, that'd be fantastic. So there's actually books out there that can help you see stuff. But um, if you put your fingers, like you're going to shoot e your fingers, each one, like your index finger, um, pointing at each other in front of your face. Uh, if you have like a dark background, 
it's really weird, but you can see almost like a like a tornado in between your fingers if you're looking at the space between your fingers and not past like at the wall behind them. It's it's a very strange thing. Like this is all like we talk about paradigm shifts when it comes to energy healing. We talk about paradigm shifts when it comes to spiritual living. Um, all of those things, when you start seeing things differently, you can't unsee them. And I think that that's one of the one one of my one of my favorite things ever is to put my hands together and like look at the. And you can like move them up and down. You can see the connection going. You know, people probably think I'm nuts now, but that's cool. So I put my hands together. Like I said, I, I feel that vortex between my palms. And then when I finally, when I feel that vortex is um, significant, I kind of just like rub my hand over my face to see, to feel the warmth. I don't touch my face, but I, I just feel how warm it is coming off my hand. And then I know, okay, my hands are quote unquote activated, you know? And then I put my hands on whatever it is that's ailing, either myself, my wife, my child, my dog. I, I feel my cat, which I don't know, I don't even like my cat, but I healed it. <laughs> I didn't heal it, obviously, because I have no idea how to heal it. But it was having ear problems, and um, like it, it just kept scratching its ears, scratching its ears. And eventually, I was like looking in it. I'm like, that's kind of gross. It, like, looks nasty. It looks red, you know, all that stuff. So I just kind of took them. I sat them on my lap, and I kind of put my hands over them. And I'm like, just trying to elevate my my energetic field and uh, I did that for a couple of days, and did I do anything? Maybe. Maybe I didn't. Maybe it healed on its own. I don't know, but it was kind of cool to see that he had no more issues for a while after that, and I don't know that I've ever really seen him have issues since. Well, what's funny about cats is probably when you were doing that, too, you didn't have a problem keeping the cat in your lap, because even if you're meditating, cats are, like, drawn to you when yeah. you're in that state. Oh, So I have three cats, and that's my wife's fault, but <laughs> um, every time, every morning for before we had my my child, I would come downstairs and I would sit in my family room on a pillow and I would meditate for fifteen minutes in the morning. I would do an energetic routine and then I would come into the, the family room and I would do a uh, meditation. And every time I'd sit down, my cats every time they run over to me and start rubbing on me, sitting on my lap, you know, whatever it may be, and <laughs> it like never failed. They're they're the most fun creatures in the world, and let me tell you, cats. But don't really have time for that anymore now that I have a a, a little girl that's a little over one year old. But um, you have to make time elsewhere. It's not in the morning because that kid's up before I am, <laughs> and then I'm up, so I don't have time to go sit and meditate. But but yeah, I, I just think that um, working on feeling that field between your hands and and if you're like i said if you're a visual person learning to be able to see the energy makes a huge difference because when you see it it's very hard to unsee and when you see it it's almost like how can this not be real i'm looking at it right now i'm looking at the energy between my like you know what i mean it's so hard to deny at that point that it just seems pointless to even try i, I think that's one of the the, the coolest things about some energy healers is the fact that they literally see the energy. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't say, I don't say, I don't say, Oh, I'm jealous of them because they can do that. But I just think it'd be really cool to be able to do that because 
when you can't see the energy, you really are kind of going on faith that it's there. But for those people who see the energy, they don't need convincing that it's there. They don't need somebody to convince them that if if these energy patterns in your body get crossed, it creates disease and they can literally see where the disease is in your body. And that's why they can affect the healing because they they know where to target the healing. That's the biggest thing. They're still not the ones who do the healing, but they can see the energy. They can see the blockages. Some of them can see like, like Tiana Stabile going into the, the, the theta healing, right? They can go up and they can help with release, but all they're, like I said, all they're really doing is holding that space, but you don't have to convince her, right? Right. That, that this stuff is real. (laughs) <laughs> because as a matter of fact, you can, you can, you can call her woohoo. You can call her whatever you want. She doesn't care because she knows without so, a shadow of a doubt that this is real. So that's exactly where, so like if I had been talking about healing two years ago, I got into this stuff probably about two years ago, into healing and, and seeing um, auras and stuff like that. I, and I can't see auras. I'm not going to, but I've also, I haven't tried to see auras more than once and when i saw so like a lot of people say they could see like the seven layers or eight layers or whatever it may be right so i was like man i gotta buy a book of how to see like can anybody do this because i remember listening to other books and they were like anyone can do this you just have to learn how it's basically a different it's a paradigm shift on how to use your eyes really is what it is because you have to instead of looking directly at something you basically look at something through your peripherals and it allows you to see like the energy between your fingers, you're looking almost through your peripherals, but you're looking at the space between or the space right above someone's head. And that's how you like, that's how I see the first layer of an aura. I can't see someone's whole colorful aura all the time. I can sometimes, but not all the time. But I, I cared so much about if I were to tell one of my friends or, or family members, like I could see the energy, you know, and I'd worry about what they would say about something like that. Now, listen, I'm all for everyone being who they are and being who they are to their fullest potential. So why can't, why wouldn't I feel that same way about myself? Right? So if I'm someone who believes in energy and um, it's really hard to not believe in energy considering everything's made of it. But if I believe it, that I can see it and I, I can tell you right now, I can't have the experience for you. I can only tell you what my experiences are. And that's how everything is in the entire world. I can't convince you of anything until you experience it for yourself. And if you're going to sit there and say, you know, you're crazy, there's no such thing, but then you never try, then that's fine with me. Like I already tried. I did it. I see it. And I'm like, I just don't care what people think if they say that I'm crazy because <laughs> maybe I am. I don't even care. That's exactly what you're talking about with Vianna Stiebel. Like, if, if someone says that she's crazy, I don't think she cares. Like she's had a lot of success with healing people. And if you want to say what you, the, the things that you've done are crap, she'd be like, well, tell that to the thousands of people that have received healing from the work yeah. that I put in. Exactly. You know, and, and I'm telling you right now, I've done my fair share of healing. So to tell me that healing is impossible, I'd have to say, maybe you should try it. Maybe, maybe you might find something out that you weren't expecting. But um, I also, I, I wrote down a few notes and the one thing that I wanted to get across is, because I believe that like, when we talk about healing, we, we generally are talking about disease or sickness or pain, injury that, it, that has happened 
um, due to living. And, and there's different types of disease and suffering and all that stuff. And, and one of them is genetic. Like you can be, absolutely be born with a genetic uh, disease um, and that will affect, that could affect your life. That's just obvious. You can you can see people that have genetic disorders born and realize, like they might not ever be what you might think of as a normal human, but they are normal. They're just their their uh, aspect of normal. However you want to say that. So there's genetic. There's environmental. If you grew up living um, in a nuclear plant, you're probably going to have some sort of uh, result, an effect of being that close to radiation, right? Like your environment plays a huge role. If you're drinking dirty Absolutely. water, you're going to get sick. You're going to get a disease. You're going to get worms. <laughs> um, Where'd that come from? I don't know. I was, it just <laughs> popped into my head. Don't eat the grass. Don't eat grass. That's what, you know, they say dogs get worms by eating grass. So don't eat grass. But if you do, you might get a, a disease. So there's genetic, there's environmental, and then there's what I call like the invited disease that you invite into your life through suffering, personal suffering, or your inability to let go of something, um, running through, like I said, running through a replay of negative experiences in your life and having your body relive those moments over and over and over again. Like you're inviting that, that dis-ease into your body. And those are the ones that I see as healable in my realm of possibility i don't see someone with a gen born with a genetic effect as being something that's healable necessarily because i don't think that there's anything wrong with that person if that makes sense they're perfect the way they are that's how they came it is what it is but in an environmental thing if you if you have too much radiation in your body then you probably need to get rid of the radiation because it's really hard to heal someone with a bunch of radiation, right? Like that's something that they need to, to cleanse themselves of. They need to get that out of their body so that their body can work right. And then they can work on healing the, the other ailments around it. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who actually have ailments from, from drinking water. Yeah. And you can go and try to get healing, but if you continue drinking the water that's causing the ailment, you won't have long-term healing. Right. I, um, I, I guess I also, I just think that I, I think that the placebo effect and, 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 uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about it. Um, and the nocebo effect, I just find those fascinating. I, I don't really have much research done or anything like that on those topics. I just, I find those so fascinating that you can, you can believe in a healing. You can believe in, um, in something and due to that belief due to your what i would say your conscious attention and focus on that belief it will actually heal you i find that just like absolutely well, so think about it this way also if if you're if you have a pain and you're focusing on the pain all the time you can't heal yourself right until you see yourself not being in pain yeah you know some people say like if, if your right foot has a pain you know focus on your left foot the one that doesn't hurt right but when you're suffering from something it's really hard not to focus on the suffering 
That is accurate. And that's why healing yourself is actually, you, you might believe that oh, I can heal myself. I can do this, but man, that really hurts. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're focusing on the pain. You're focusing on where you're suffering. And you know, a lot of times it, it's, it is funny. If you have, if you're sick or if you have a pain or something, you don't just feel just that one spot. I've noticed, especially if I don't feel well, which I rarely ever get sick, rarely ever. If I do, I don't just feel sick. I like my whole attitude is crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, it changes your whole field. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. able to heal myself because I, I don't even, I don't feel like doing anything. I just, and I feel, you know, like I wake up happy. I wake up smiling pretty much every morning. Um, but if I'm, if I do not feel well, and, and I really, I, I guess, you know, from the COVID thing, I, I actually, I did get COVID, but it's funny. I got it right at the same time I got a vaccination shot. So I don't know if I've tested positive because I got the, the <laughs> shot or right. I literally got COVID. I don't know, but I didn't feel good for like two days. And um, that was the last time, that was the first time I hadn't felt well in a long time. It was the last time I hadn't felt well, but I did. I just, I don't see him. If you kind of like, I felt moody. I really didn't feel like myself at all. Yeah. And um, I could see why people have a hard time believing sometimes because they think everybody always says you can do this on your own. Truly, there's a process behind all of this. And there's a lot of faith that goes into a lot of this too. Yeah. And you can't hold space for healing if you can't not think about the suffering. Absolutely. Um, I, as you're talking, I, I was listening, of course, because I'm trying to be a good listener. <laughs> but, but it also brought up like my personal experiences with like having a, a foot pain. I remember going for a run, coming back home, and my foot was just like throbbing. It hurt so bad, and I was like, "You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to heal this." Which, like you said, extremely difficult when the pain is right there, like it is there, and it's telling you that there's pain here. Um, good luck not feeling it, right? So what I did was instead of saying, "You know, my right foot hurts," I'm gonna focus on the left foot because that one doesn't hurt. What I did was. I embrace the pain instead of saying like, there's no pain there and trying to convince myself that's not there when I'm clearly sitting there going, Oh, it's there. And it's real. I just put my attention. I, I've talked about this. I think every podcast so far um, that I believe that source is just simply conscious attention. It's, it's your ability to direct your awareness. Um, not, not what you're looking at, but the, the, the essence behind all of that, that allows you to even have awareness. So when you direct your awareness somewhere, you're putting love and attention into it. So my foot hurt so bad that I just said, you know what, there's no way I can say my foot's healed, my foot's healed and do like affirmations, you know, my foot's healed, it's totally healed, it's fine. There's no pain there, because there was, absolutely. And I just said, you know, thank you, pain, for clearly bringing my attention to something that is needed in that area. So all I did was just kind of accept it and just said, like, thank you for showing me that there's something not right with my foot. And I just kind of held space and I detached myself uh, from the pain in a, in a way that I was still feeling it, but I was more uh, observing it from an out, outer perspective, like, you know, you, you are your body, but instead of saying, like, I am my body, I was kind of just 
saying the body has pain instead of my body has pain. My foot, I was like, the foot hurts. And I just kind of put my attention and my awareness and all and into my foot, accepted it. And after a couple minutes, I was like, you know, the pain was starting to dull, but I was so into the healing process that I wasn't even noticing really what was going on. I just, once I came back to, I realized my foot doesn't hurt anymore. I stood up and walked around and I was like, there's no more pain. And once again, that, that all goes back to like, when you have personal experience, no one can tell you otherwise. So you can't tell me that putting your attention somewhere doesn't heal something because I tell you right now, I've done it so many times now after that experience. When I have pain somewhere, I just put my attention there. I accept it. I say, thank you for showing me that there's clearly something wrong in this spot, in this in this body, at this point, location. And then I embrace it. I don't try to change it. I don't try to do anything like that. I just embrace it. I say, thank you. And then I witness it, put my attention there, and eventually it just kind of fades. So I think, I mean, personally, that's that's the way, the best way that I know to heal myself from any afflictions. Um, just real quick, when it comes to, I just want to touch on like how to maybe heal uh, diarrhea, stomach um, problems, whether like your stomach hurts and headaches. If you're okay with that, and then we can end this. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're having like diarrhea, that means there's probably too much energy going through your, your bowel, your, uh, your intestines, your stomach, all of that stuff is, it's got too much going on there. So you want to slow it down. In any way that you slow down uh, energy is to do counterclockwise circles with the intention of slowing down the process. I think the intention is probably the most important part. I don't necessarily know for certain that the counterclockwise circles even matter. Maybe you accidentally do clockwise circles, but as long as you had the intention right of slowing down the pain, whatever it may be, if you have pain in your stomach, you're also going to go counterclockwise unless you're trying to, unless you think that your pain is due to constipation, then you might want to speed it up, you know, get it through. But anytime I have pain somewhere, um, if you do counterclockwise circles, it takes, it's like, it's almost like taking the energy out, like you're creating a vortex to leave that area. And then sometimes you can even like do a counterclockwise circle and then kind of just grab like you're scooping up uh jelly or something and just kind of pull it out of your body and and throw it away just throw it away grab it and pull it away throw it away that's the best way that i know how to get rid of stomach aches um or to uh oh i just deleted my camera so hopefully i guess i got no more nothing more to show <laughs> uh but yeah so that's the best way i know to, to get rid of pain in your stomach to help to the digestive process to speed up or slow down and then when it comes to <laughs> headaches i have a 100 percent success rate on myself when it comes to alleviating headaches and all i do is the only the only cat like the only bad part about it is that you have i have to keep my hands on my head until the pain is gone so I'll walk around for like five minutes with my hands on my head like, all right, it's not going. I'll take my hands off. Nope, still there. Put my hands right back on. But I always put like one hand, usually my right hand, right on my forehead for anyone who suffers from headaches, right on my forehead. And then my other hand, my left hand always goes where the pain is. 
So if I have like a neck ache or something like that, then I put my hand right on my neck. If I have a just a general headache, I put my hand in the back of my head, in the front of my in the front of my head, just like that, and I hold my hands there until the pain is gone. And it you, it doesn't take more than five minutes ever, but it is a matter of putting your hands on your head for five minutes. And sometimes when you have a headache, you just don't want to do that. But it does work for me and. Uh, I do it for my wife whenever she has a, or if she has a headache and she, she asks me for help. If not, then I just let her kind of suffer through her own headaches because she didn't ask for. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to like to be in our own suffering. But yeah, but but that's the thing. Like if you're, if you know that you can heal something, first of all, when you when you start dabbling and healing and 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 start learning all this stuff and you get good at it, not good at healing because you're not doing any of the healing but good at the techniques that allow yourself to open up the space for healing when you start doing that it becomes addicting and you want to start healing everything like i went through this stage where i every time anytime someone had said i have a toothache i'd be like oh let me see your face i want to like grab their face and just kind of put my hands on it but it's very intrusive and people don't believe it or not that's intrusive you don't want to do that um, and it took me a little bit to learn that, actually. So uh, you want, you can always say, like, hey, I have some experience with healing work. But don't say, you know, oh, I can heal you. Like, I can heal you with that. Let me let me do it right now. You know, you can invite it. You can open up the possibility. And if they ask for it, then fantastic. And if not, don't do push you know it. It's so important because if you tell people, like yeah, I can heal that for you, and they don't believe it. They're gonna they're gonna not want you to heal them, so they can tell you that they were right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I had a, a friend come over. Um, it was funny. She was also skeptical. She had a, a migraine, and I was like, "Do you have any other options? Like you're just sitting here whining and complaining. Can I at least try? Right? Like that was." And, and I put my hands on her, on the front of her head and then on the back of her head. And as soon as I put my hands on her head, like, she just, um, I think she went from a strict, this is BS, to, okay, there might be something to this. Because as soon as I did it, it was just like, you saw the relaxation. The shoulders kind of uh, slump. And she's just like, ah, uh, feels good. And I was like, oh, so is it, like, maybe kind of working? She was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, take my hands off. She's like, no, put them back. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then I, then I was like, all right, well, it's not me. I have no idea how to heal your migraine. So let me teach Rob, which is her husband. He's my best friend. I was like, let me teach Rob how to do this. And anytime you have a migraine, just say, hey, Rob, I really don't want to put my hands on my head because it, you don't want to do anything when you have a migraine. It, it's sickening. I've had them. So like, I'll teach. I, I taught Rob how to just put his hands on her head. And and it's more than just putting your hands on your head. You got to have the intention of, you know, you got to elevate the field, think of positive emotions, and 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 it, it helps, man. It really does. I, if if there's one thing that I could leave with this world, it's before I go. I just want people to know that you can heal your own headaches <laughs> and other people's headaches, because man, they're such a nuisance. They suck. Well, I. Honestly, believe it's funny that you say that. The first thing I always do if I have a headache is get water because I believe that so many headaches are actually caused from dehydration. So the first thing I do is I drink water and I give that its chance to work. And then if it doesn't work, then I might do something else to affect the healing. But something that simple. But you know what? 
Also, I think anytime you're doing healing, you need to be hydrated. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, water is so big. It, it could probably heal the majority of people's problems. I mean, even up down to, like, things like depression. Like, water is so vital for us, and we just simply, even me, I, I know how vital water is, and yet I don't drink half my weight in ounces every day, even while knowing this stuff. When I have a headache sometimes, I know how to, I've healed probably a thousand of my own headaches. And I don't every time just go right to my hands, putting my hands on my head. Sometimes I'll go grab a Tylenol or an ibuprofen or something like that. Because I know that I don't have to do anything and yeah. in 30 minutes my headache will go away. Or for five minutes, just five minutes. If I just said uh, to my wife, Rebecca, can you just take care of uh, my daughter Evangeline for five minutes while I have put my hands on my head and I will be good after that. I know I will be because I never have been not good after that, right? Um, I had a headache before I got on here and I spent uh, some time while my daughter was being put to bed just with my hands on my head like, and it's gone. I got nothing. But I also took Tylenol because, but, the, but it wasn't kicking in. I was like, all right, it's been a half hour and I still feeling this headache full force. So I was like, all right, that's it. Last resort, going to my hands. Should have been my first resort because it works every time. One of the things I like to do one day, Ryan, is to get somebody, we're going to interview somebody on this podcast who can see energy and or they facilitate healing space also. So they can actually tell us what it's like to be able to see the energy while you're doing it. I think that'd be really cool for the listeners. That would be very interesting. And if, if you are someone who does see uh, colors around people's heads i mean it's like people a lot of people don't even realize what they're looking at um they might see colors over someone's head and they just think that they're kind of a little crazy oh right or they think that everyone sees those colors they don't even realize that they they have something that most people don't right like we know someone like that they just they didn't even know that it was special until like later in their life and then they still don't do anything with it because they don't want to be seen as the guy or the girl who sees colors yeah Right? And they don't talk to other people about it because it's woohoo to them. Right. Right. But but once again, to, to tell that person that they don't see colors, it's their personal experience. If they see colors and they're telling you that they see colors and you say, you don't see color. I, I just think that's, I think that's one of my pet peeves is telling people something that they don't experience, like as if they didn't experience it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one of my, one of my pet peeves, but everyone... We are going to sign off. Uh, George, is there anything you want to say um, about healing or anything like that that you want to touch on at the end? No, you listen to the Morning Walk Talk podcast because sometimes the topic just comes up just in, while we're walking because you know we'll, we'll read something, we'll hear something, and we'll just bounce the ideas off of each other. And that's really what the Morning Walk Talk is about. It's about us you know, as we're walking. Doing, I'm doing my morning exercise, just getting my walk in. And it's kind of like, hey, well, we, we have conversations. We've been having conversations for over a year. And we were just kind of like, hey, let's record some of these because there's some pretty good things that come out of those conversations sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely. You know, I, I don't have anything like right now, but I'm telling you, all of a sudden I'll think about this like tonight or maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just wake up and I'll be like, oh, I wish we had said this on the podcast and then we'll talk about it in the morning walk talk. Absolutely. All right. Um so like just to touch on the morning walk uh walk talks i always want to say talk walks uh to touch on the morning walk 
talks. We do them whenever we can. Uh, I work outside, and that's when I do my portion of the talking. Uh, like while George is doing his exercise in the morning, I'm out working. You know, that's just how life is sometimes. You're in there exercising, and I'm out there busting my butt. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, sometimes due to inclement weather or we have something going on in the morning or you know, whatever it may be. We don't always get it out every time. So it's not really reliable. Like we're going to do it Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. It just kind of happens when we have time for conversation. So that's that. We hope that you enjoyed the healing conversation. As we said, we're not professional healers or anything like that. We just want to be out here talking and, and you know, just, just bringing up conversation. I hope it's good conversation and, and roll but, with it. Join the conversation, put comments. Join in where wherever you're whatever platform you're looking at put comments in and and we'll see those comments and you know we're happy to continue the conversation or if you have ideas or if you know somebody like i said we'd love to interview somebody who who is a, somebody who can see the energy especially if they're a healer and they see the energy so they can see how the energy changes while they're healing yep. love to interview someone like that um and uh, we appreciate everybody Thank you very you know, much. Even if, even just real quick, even if you could see the, if someone can see the energy, and I, I would just love to see if they could see a difference when someone else, maybe they're not a healer, but they can see the energy, and you watch someone else like do the hand, uh, hands-on healing, see if it changes any of the the colors or anything like that around the person while they're yeah, doing. Yeah, absolutely. Healing. I think that'd be fascinating. But yeah, I think so too. All right, we look forward to talking to you all later, and you, everybody, I hope you're having a great week. Bye. Take care.